Hello there, everybody. This is Michael Purvis here with Jamie Mazzola. And today we have a special episode for you where we are interviewing Caleb Rollins, also known as K. Quick. He grew up in Boston and went to college at NYU where he studied music, and he's been in New York ever since. Nowadays, you can find Caleb in the studio working as a producer, engineer, songwriter, and composer. This summer, he's been working with the likes of Boss on J. Cole's Dreamville label. He's also had the opportunity to collaborate with a variety of artists under the Sony ATV umbrella at Zoom songwriting camps. Since he works in such a wide variety of roles, we asked Caleb to walk us through a bit of where and how he makes money. For me in particular, it's it's pretty balanced between independent artists and, and label artists. Um, so the, the label artist process is, is pretty clear cut. You know, they've had their, their ways that things go, whether I'm, if I'm engineering um, and I'm just sending an invoice just to engineer, or if I'm producing and there's a full on, you know, producer agreement that needs to be negotiated with lawyers before any money is paid. Um, or as a songwriter where you're only getting paid on the back end after the song is released, you know, and if it, if it does well. So that's on the label side. On the independent artist side, it, it varies from artist to artist. You know, there's there's people that I, I work with who have a full understanding of the label kind of structure and they operate in that way just on a smaller budget. But then there's a lot of artists who really just, you know, they just buy their beats online and they, you know, they don't fully understand it. So I have to kind of work with them. Thank you, Caleb, for that insight. And as we can see, Caleb gets to experience both sides of the music industry. One with the record label, where there's a lot more structure in how uh, he is paid. And the other side, where he works with independent artists, where there's a lot more freedom with the use of money and his compensation. And now we'll get a bit more insight as to what Caleb's experience after COVID has struck. There's two sides of it. One is like it's pushed it more towards just the purely engineering somebody sending me files and me mixing it or me, you know, working on their material and then sending it back for feedback or getting on, you know, Zoom calls and, and going back and forth like that. We've had some writing camps where we did 100% virtually, where it was, you know, other songwriters from different parts of the world getting together and collaborating, like, you know, one person work on this section and send it to the rest and then collaborate on lyric ideas and then send it to this person. So, you know, it's, it's a bit of a change. There's no getting around it. COVID has represented a massive disruption to the industry. As David Brunger notes in his book, Create, Produce, Consume, New Models for Understanding Music Business, technology is often a disruptive force where artists have to adapt to technological advancements that change both the recording process and the dissemination process. In this case, technology was actually the key to mitigating some of the challenges posed by COVID, and the ability to engage in entirely virtual work has been a stabilizing force. Caleb had mentioned to us an artist currently in Argentina, Marley Waters, who he was able to work with through this Zoom songwriting camp that he probably never would have worked with in an otherwise normal world. One of the phrases we're hearing tossed around a lot is new normal. So we asked Caleb what the new normal is going to look like on the business side of the music industry. I think in terms of big business aspect, they're going to downsize a lot of their offices uh, for sure. 
um, they're going to, because they're seeing how they can still get things done remotely. So I feel like they're, they're going to save a lot of money and, and make some, some larger changes. As we can see, COVID changed not only just the recording process, but the entire infrastructure of the music industry. And then we asked Caleb what the single greatest change was in the music industry. The biggest change is that it completely wiped out touring. The reason why I say that's the biggest thing is because there's artists that I know who they determine when they release music based on when they can tour that music. So if you're an artist who relies really on touring to make your money and not necessarily the actual sales of the records, you're kind of, you kind of are stuck because you don't know if releasing music will be beneficial to you because you don't know when you'll be able to hit the road and actually see a return on that. Something Brunger talks a lot about is the idea of live performance having a dual purpose. And I think we see that here. On the one hand, going out and touring is a major way for an artist to increase their fan base and gain revenue from ticket sales. On the other hand, local music scenes putting on festivals with big acts is a way to draw exposure to smaller local artists. As Caleb alluded to, artists who rely largely on touring revenue are in a huge bind as a result of COVID. Like with the business side of the industry, we also asked Caleb what the new normal is going to look like on the live performance side. It's gonna be a while before we see the touring industry recover. Um, a lot of smaller venues are already shutting down for good. Um, you, you know, so I think that's gonna be a big hit in terms of long-term effects. Um, it's gonna be a while before, you know, newer smaller venues and specific cities will be able to, you know, to open. As we all know, music venues are a huge part of a music scene in music cities. But with those gone, a music city doesn't really exist in its traditional, traditional sense anymore. It's more so everything's online and virtual. And so in one way, it seems as though those music cities aren't really gone and that we live in a global music city. And so perhaps the impact of COVID isn't as drastic as it would have been, say, before live streaming. And then we asked Caleb what the difference was in the impact between him and other artists. I'm blessed because I'm able to, you know, be nimble in this industry and, and figure out ways to still work. There's a lot of people whose jobs are a lot more clear cut and they have to be, they have to show up, you know, into a specific space in order to get their jobs done and, and they're not able to work. So um, there's, there's people plenty, plenty worse off than me, you know, in, in these times and, and some people who were, you know, living and have a certain amount of privilege who are, you know, doing way better than me. At the end of the day, content is what's gonna get you where you where you want to be in the industry and, and figure out ways to in terms of artists like to engage with your fan base thankfully for caleb touring isn't the be-all end-all of making money for him and his unique broad-ranging skill set lends itself well to adaptability finally caleb is going to close off the episode with a silver lining from COVID impact on the music industry one that i bet we've all come across in our respective areas of work and interest you know, a lot of things we take for granted, or a lot of people take for granted, is is those relationships and being able to spend time with people. And so, I think it's it's causing people to think um, a bit more carefully about how they approach their relationships and how they how they keep their relationships and foster those relationships. 